Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Boom, Just ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday night. The uh, the weekly Friday night herf is in full effect on the dojoverse.com. If you're not hanging out on the dojoverse.com, what are you, you doing? You're not doing it right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 274 of Smoke Night Live, our weekly Friday night uh, show where we hang out and smoke cigars and drink drinks and have a good time and have a usually have a guest or two on the show which we will tonight as well we're really excited about this show this is the first time we've ever done an ama this is ask me anything jordan as they say on reddit ask me anything so we've been uh, collecting questions which we will uh we'll tackle we'll tackle these tough questions tonight on the show hey first of all uh congratulations to brian schrader he won the uh he won the uh, 107 cigar contest that we had on the dojo, uh, which we announced on Wednesday's Flavor Odyssey show. So congratulations to, to Brian. It he was, was picked randomly from like uh, 1,876 entries. Phenomenal. So yeah, phenomenal to him. Uh, Jordan, phenomenal. Big week coming up next week. Yes. It's going to be huge. Tell the people what is happening next week on Cigardo. Monday, we're talking Cigars of the Year. 10-9, 10th Cigar of the Year, 9th Cigar of the Year, Tuesday, another two, Wednesday, another two, Thursday, number four, Friday, everything else. Everything else. So we'll do, uh, we're going to do a live announcement, as we typically do. Back in the day, we used to announce the entire thing live, which was um, kind of a... uh, you know, a letdown as far as traffic on our website goes. <laughs> we got to get a little more juice out of this. <laughs> we got a little. Get out. Stretch it out yeah. a little bit. Um, I mean, so we don't want to pull, you know, we don't want to do like a two-month thing or Yeah, like Coop. Uh, Coop. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We love Coop's <laughs> list. But um, so, so yeah, so next Friday night we will be announcing the top three Cigars of the Year plus the top five limited editions plus some other exceptional awards such as Underrated Cigar of the Year, Best Value Cigar of the Year, Best Luxury Cigar of the Year, Best uh, Factory of the Year, Best Brand of the Year. All of those things will be announced a week from right now. Um, So make sure to tune into that. But as far as tonight goes, here we go, folks. Uh, Our special guests, probably uh, some of our favorite guys that we ever have on the show, and we've had them on many, many times, maybe more than... Anybody. Uh, I'm not sure. I've never counted, but it's got to be up there. It's got to be close. Uh, Cuba Raqueño Cigars. You guys, you guys know them as uh, Protocol. Ladies and gentlemen, Juan Cancel and Kevin Kaithen join us in studio. Oh, not in studio, but join us <laughs> in tonight. In their studio. In their <laughs> studio. Welcome back to the show, boys. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you for having us yet again. We love it. We had a fantastic time over the summer when the world was closed, and we brave. We were pioneers of the world, <laughs> and we ventured through thick and thin, and just all the whole, you know, the world and the toxins and the germs and all the COVID. And we went over there. We had a fantastic time. 
And somehow or another, we survived that. And we nobody had COVID. No COVID. No, no COVID. Not one. No COVID. I did get waxed at uh, cornholes, though. I didn't <laughs> get my cornhole waxed. I should do the worst <laughs> cornhole. I don't want people to try to somehow, you know, misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm saying the actual game of cornhole, I got waxed on. Now, I seem to remember, Juan, when it got down to the championship game, it was me and Emmett versus Tanner Cole and his wife. Right. And, and, and you were really cheering for Tanner and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> and I, see, I, I, I seem to remember you sitting o- over there by the fire pit, and you screamed out something like, whoever wins this gets a box of cigars. And <laughs> I won. And I don't seem to remember ever that a box is it, is, of is cigars. It, it's, in the, it's in the mail. You know, this mail system has been, uh, it's uh, been you know, a mess. It's been a mess. It's been in the mail system for like three months. What that, was that? Four, four months ago. That was, uh, that was August. And I, I just, I'm just throwing <laughs> I'll that I'll send out you track there. it. You know? <laughs> uh, but anyways, that was a, that was a great time. And uh, I, I was saying before the show, my daughters had came over late one of those nights after they got off work and, we were all sitting by the fire, and Juan was telling stories. And to this day, I hear about that from my daughters, like <laughs> that that was like the funniest night of their life. Like the stories that you were telling had them just rolling in tears. Yeah, it was a story about Randy, which was an amazing story. <laughs> it was an amazing story. I want to tell that. I would I, w- I would retell that story, but I want Randy on the show when this happens. So we'll save that for when Randy's on the show one day, maybe. Right. It just it involves you walking in on him in the bathroom. Yeah, that's, <laughs> just leave it at that. That's the gist of the story. That's the gist of it, yes. Yeah. Just ruin the punchline. <laughs> no, no, there's a lot more. Believe me, there's a lot more no. to it. Uh, I, be- an- I elaborated a little bit, but it was very. <laughs> I become animated in the storytelling. So, and the story got bigger and bigger as the night that's- went on. Like it got more extreme, <laughs> and that made it even more funny. You could just tell none of it was true, but that just made it. Uh, all there was a there was the enough. Better. There was a sliver of truth in there that yeah. made it. Hilarious. That's all good yes. stories. Uh, all right, boys. Go. Everybody always wants to know at the start of the show, what are we drinking? What are we smoking? So let's just go ahead and start there. Get it out of the way. What are you guys drinking? What are you smoking? So I am drinking my my my, my regular, my Tito's and club soda. I am actually smoking something very special, though. I'm smoking the Protocol Elliot Ness Maduro and the owner size, that double Corona that we don't use. Uh, we use it for ourselves to smoke. But we got those in but we haven't gotten the regular production. So that's what I'm smoking tonight. All right, and Kevin. I, I'm doing my my baby, uh, Protocol Cyber Crimes, and I am drinking the Redemption High Rye Bourbon. It was mm. on sale for 26 and it's really tasty. I'm drinking it neat. Don't even need a cube. You're doing the High West? Is that what you're No. No, Redemption. No, Redemption. Are we, oh, okay. Don't we have something? Don't high we have rye. that here? Are I, you drinking that too? No, I'm, I'm drinking the um, Russell's Reserve. Oh, oh yeah. I'm drinking the Russell's Reserve, which is really good. Matt brought that over, and I'm smoking the um, the uh, Sir Robert Peel in the in the same size that Juan's doing the boss size. The boss yes. size of the Sir only Robert special Peel. people get that. Oh one. yeah. Now Jordan, okay. me and you are smoking two different. I got the natural. You got the Maduro. Yeah, yeah. Now this does not look like a Maduro. I'm gonna just throw that out right now. It doesn't look like a Maduro, but it is the darker. It is the darker version, just ever so slightly. Very, very tasty, boys. Can guys submit questions live? They can. Uh, we probably won't use them. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we, we might spontaneously, right? We might spontaneously. And by, a good enough question, maybe. But what you for sure can do while you're watching this live is you can answer the question yourself if you so please. 
and then I might highlight that. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the questions, the AMA, the Ask Me Anything, Juan, there was this picture of you that you posted today on Facebook of your hand. Yes. And everybody was talking about this picture because of your pinky nail. Correct. But I wasn't that concerned about the pinky nail so much as I was the angle of your of, the dangle. of your finger. Like the angle of your finger just seemed un- unnaturally skewed <laughs> off to one side. Jordan, can you show that picture just real quick? Show yeah. that picture. Show it's a little like, odd. I don't <laughs> I no, I don't that, even know how that's possible. That doesn't seem oh totally God. natural. Do you want to explain how that? How you, that can we see, see that live? How do you do that? Look at the watch game, too. I, I, can I almost do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, can almost, I can almost do that in real life. I can see the nail from here. It's not even in This is for my, my, my man in Hawaii, Chris Duku. There what you is, go. Aloha, right? Al- no, Aloha. Ma- ma- Mahalo. 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 Aloha. That was what I'm. Uh, Juan, clip your clip your nail though. Yeah, for for clip real. Clip your nails. <laughs> Jeez, that's that's horrific. This screams elegance and sophistication and class to me, and it also screams coke nail, which I don't use for coke. <laughs> oh, but you, what I really yeah. really oh, use no, it no. for is like a tool, you know, to kind of get. No wonder you've been losing all this weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the coke diet. All right, yeah. boys, let's get right into these questions because we have 20 questions. There was, there was a lot of questions submitted on the dojoverse.com, but uh, a lot of them were, A, the same question as another, or maybe it was just a not a real question. They were just being goofy. So I or have... B, C, I don't like you. I have uh, hand-selected 20 questions, Ooh. and you two, as well as Jordan and myself... will do our best to uh, answer live on the air tonight, and... The best question, the best question that I judge at the end of the night will get the brand new um, Cigar Dojo Rocks glass, which is super cool. Do you have one, Jordan? Do you have it? Can you show it? I've got it. Show, show the will, glass. I will not show it, though. It's very cool. I don't want to. It's the new Dojo right. glass. It's got some weight to it. Lo- this is what I like. Is, it's not the straight-angled, just classic Rocks glass. It's got a little roundness to it, so... You know, that, that's nice when you're drinking something neat, but also when you want to go uh, classic old-fashioned cocktail, it serves that purpose as well. Now, uh, nice. show, show the other side of it. There's a, it's got a different logo on the other side, so two different uh, logos. So that, you'll get that, plus you'll get the it's brand nice new... Like, uh, it's nice for this. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. nice for that. You'll also get the brand that new doing that. Dojo Challenge what Coin, again? which features the Dojo logo on one side and the Dojo Verse logo on the other side. You got that? You'll get that as well. Um, and you'll also receive an eight-pack of the uh, Drew Estate. It's an eight-pack Drew Estate sampler. So you'll get all of that um, for the best question tonight. You're not going to show off the coin, huh? I mean, I, I don't have one sitting uh, handy handy by me. Um, anyway, oh, here, 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 here we go. Here we go. Thank you, Matt. Here we go. So uh, if you can see, this is you're kind of familiar with that, right? That's the on the one side, um, but on the other side, you got the uh, the oh, new the new dojo nice. verse there. It's so you, phenomenal. So you get that. So that's what you'll get from the dojo. Phenomenal. But uh, boys, do you got anything to add? Are you gonna throw any? Uh... <laughs> You're just gonna right, eat cigars. So out of them? Uh, we're gonna pick. We're gonna pick some stuff. We're gonna do also. We're gonna add uh, for some lucky winner out there in the uh, in the universe. 
that asks asks the right question. They're gonna get a five pack. Nobody else has them of the Elliot Ness Natural, the regular production one. But those are the ones that we we got the ones we're gonna smoke first. We didn't get the the, the box the the dress box ones yet. But you're going to get that before anybody. Phenomenal. So I'm going to pick somebody. And I want to say something else about my pinky nail before we go off. So <laughs> this, this is the closest I'm ever going to be to Michael Herklotz because it's <laughs> elegant and sophisticated and classy. Where, where do you think a long nail on and a man is elegant? It is. It is. That's the closest I'll ever get to you, Michael. I do, uh, I, otherwise, I'll... I doubt that Michael's pinky goes off in a direction like that. But <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, so... Yeah, there Let's we have go. A toast to Michael Hurtbox. <laughs> toast One to, toast to this guy. Toast to Michael. And he'll hey, Mucho Fuego. And he'll, what's it called? Michael will be on the show. Uh, Tango in, Fuego. Something in, like that. Uh, a few weeks. weeks. I guess two weeks, right? The 29th. Oh. He'll be on the 29th. Michael will be on yeah. the show the 29th. So that'll be fun. All right. Uh, now, I encourage Kevin, maybe this is a job for you. You might want to have a pencil and a paper and like just sort of like. Just sort of like jot yeah. jot down a question that catches your eye, so that at the end of the show we have a few that you like that we can, uh, so we don't have to reread every yeah. single question. Um, yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay. All right, so here all we right. go. You guys ready for the very first question? The AMA with Juan, Kevin, Jordan, and myself. Boom. Here we go. The first question comes from our good buddy Bill CD. Um, Bill CD, Upper New York area, I believe. He's been to the office. He's a yeah. great guy. Uh, he's a Dojo Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. He's a Dojo Hall yes. of Famer. All right, uh, here's his question. You're all stranded on a desert island and find a fully intact World War II single-seat fighter plane full of fuel. Who flies the plane to go get rescue? Whoa. That, that's an easy question for me. All right, well, then answer it. Uh, it's definitely gonna be Kevin because Kevin's a technical guy. Like he, you, he does. What is this thing called again? The uh, soundboard, the, the mixer. So Kevin mixes the stuff in here. So he's technology based. So he could probably figure out how to fly a plane. I, I would say myself. Yeah. I would, I would take <laughs> that upon myself to try and fly the plane. 100%. I'm not saying I'm gonna be successful, but I will try. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Jordan in charge because Jordan will have. Looked up some YouTube videos. He will be mocking all of the rest of us for how we might fly the plane. And only Jordan will be able to uh, feel good about getting in the plane and flying it himself. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm the Kevin of our group over here. <laughs> yes. you know? And so we might be duking it out a little bit. So what happened? I, I so think what, what you're saying basically... What you're saying basically is that you guys are the Kevin, you're the brains, and uh, Eric and I are the good looks, right, Eric? Yes. <laughs> That's right, Speaking baby. of good looks, look at Kevin's got a crazy beard now. Look at that. I didn't even know. Yeah, it's only it's only been like a month and a half or so. I just decided to stop shaving because it's COVID and I don't have to go to corporate meetings. I just do everything <laughs> via Zoom, so no one cares. I wish you would have worn a red flannel shirt and a red knitted hat so you could look like Yukon Cornelius <laughs> from uh, the Red Bulls range. And, and uh. by the way, Juan, how long have you been growing your beard? Oh, uh, this is probably like two years. Now. <laughs> you I'm passed gonna, him up. Quick, I'm like, catching real quick. A month and a half. Dang, Kevin, you That's got insane. the beard game going. I mean, you can't grow hair on top of your head. But look yeah. at his hair, though. Look, yeah. Kevin, when was the last time you had a ponytail? You know, you can't. Ha nobody can have it both ways. You either have the beard or the, yes. the top. I've, I've got the you can't up grow top. It on the top, you can grow it here and everywhere else. This right. is like this is like three years right here. Nice. All right, so we've decided that. Um, that Jordan and one of either Jordan and Kevin will have uh, to fly the plane. Fly, flying a plane is like my daydream job. Like, you know, when you're just sitting there and you're like, ah, oh, that'd be cool if that was my job. 
That's my. That's. Uh, I think I could do it just because I think about flying planes so much. <laughs> well, I can never. I, you know. I feel so secure that we'll get rescued. <laughs> Jeez. Now uh, it's not my dream job. It's my daydream job. Daydream. Big job. difference. All right. Let's go to the next question from Steve One Hundred One. Uh, Steve One Hundred One. Now this is a sort of a. Uh, uh, this is an interesting question, if you ask me. Uh, how many blends of tobacco are left in the world? I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to start this one off, and then you guys can go in. Blend, blends of tobacco, like as, bl- as far as blending a cigar goes, I feel like, you know, somebody might say to you guys, like, how many songs exactly. are left in the world, right? Something but. Like- y- there's, it's infinite. Even though there's a, only a certain amount of notes available to us, ultimately the way you arrange those notes, it becomes infinite because of the fact that, you know, you can add just a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that. So I would say there's an infinite amount of blends left to do. We we will never exhaust the amount of blends, especially based on the fact that, unlike music and notes. Blends are affected by like environmental issues and that kind of thing. Like tobacco can slightly change one year to another. How do we follow up that answer? I and Juan's going to kill me for saying this, but my bass teacher back in the day said music's in, in, <laughs> it's 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 infinite. It's infinite. Like, hey, look at Vanilla Ice. He took a riff and changed one note, and he had a hit. You know, Ice Ice Baby. Right. But, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's infinite. I, I agree with you, Eric. I can't say any more to that. Juan? I am also going to say it is infinite because you could still tweak a blend however you want to do it, and that goes to the master blenders that do this stuff, and they blend these great cigars. There's tobacco that's still, you know, a, a year. We have a good year. A year might come out, and, and that tobacco is great. It sits, and this there's still infinite amount. And then on top of that, it's the personalities of the of the of the brand owners. Like there's there's part of that smoking experience. Like when you smoke uh, a protocol, and you think about Kevin and I doing all these zany things, the pinky nail nonsense. When you smoke a Sir Robert Peel Maduro, you taste a little of wine yeah. every puff. Every Ooh. puff. Oof. My my peas in your mouth. <laughs> That's not where I was going. <laughs> I'm sorry. George. I think I think there's about three more blends left out there. <laughs> you know, you put a protocol on like a Sumatra wrapper. Uh, there's a couple other choices out there, and and that's about it. You get Cameroon. You know. Jordan, yeah. you're just being silly. You don't really believe that. One time in uh, in Nicaragua, Juan made every. There was about like 20 guys, and Juan made everyone had his new test blend, and he made every single guy. Take a puff of the same cigar as pre-COVID, and I was. I, 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 I dried it with a napkin. Remember that, Jordan? I yeah, does, does but that, I was yeah. the last guy in the line. <laughs> I have like twenty guys. <laughs> That's horrific. Uh, what are you gonna do? That nah. was actually one of the best trips. How magical was that trip with the mariachis oh and gosh. us with oh. the toasting? Um, that was just. I've been, oh, I've no, been no, at least no. eleven times, maybe twelve, a dozen times on there. You guys been a bunch of times, but. I don't know. It was just a magic group of people there. and We just had a blast. That was an amazing time. It was. All right. Uh, that I think that uh, we've exhausted that one. Let's go to Rich Neiman. Rich Neiman. This is a little bit longer of a question. All right. What effect has COVID had on the cigar industry slash market at all levels, from the planters and growers to harvest, fermenting, Rollers, shippers, and on and on. Will this ad will this adversely affect future markets? 
are B&M, you know, uh, brick and mortars going to be able to survive? Will the industry be able to sustain, boys? That's a great question. Um, I think that COVID definitely, uh, and I've said this before on different uh, shows that, you know, uh, when you're driving down a highway, think of a Mack truck. A Mack truck hits a bump in the road, the driver barely feels it, but he does feel something. So I think the bigger companies, even the larger companies, will feel some kind of adverse reaction from this whole COVID thing. Small companies like us really, really took a, a hit and uh, it was difficult. So it's like hitting that same bump on a, on a motorcycle and that has a chance of wiping you out and taking you off the road altogether. So uh, it did slow us down. Like, for example, the uh, the cybercrime and the Elliott Ness should have been out for the trade show in July. But because how COVID handled uh, uh, treated the industry and us being smaller people, smaller guys, like not size wise, but the company size, it was a little bit more difficult to, uh, you know, uh, try to, you know, get it out there. But. At this point, you know, like we don't have the the the, the Elliot Ness yet, so we're just waiting with it. There's nothing we could do to really. Um, you can't get angry at it. You just gotta. Whenever it gets here, it gets here. So I definitely think, and, I, and we know brick and mortars that, unfortunately, if they weren't able to uh, somehow uh, adjust their sales and things, like a lot of these brick and mortars are really used to that foot traffic, that in and out foot traffic to uh, traffic to survive. And that stopped because some states just shut them down. They had curbside. They had a little bit of that. But really, it shows these brick and mortar. They don't have some sort of online presence for those same people that would go to your store and and, and support. You know, you, you have to somehow do innovative things to, to survive. So I think it definitely to just in general, that's, that you can have a class to answer that question. But uh, in general, answer that question, yes, COVID uh, affected every single aspect of this industry. But, yeah, I'll take a, you know, and I agree with uh, Juan's comments, but on the positive side, right, yeah, it affected us and delays in, in product and things. But I think it's also a positive because a lot of people are now working from home and they can smoke more cigars. So that was one of the things that happened is these factories get backed up. We're the smaller guy. So your product's going to be shipped, you know, last in that line. They want to get their their product out, you know, potentially first. And there's, you know, a, a, a mini boom going on right now that, that I see. We, we sold out of a lot of our stuff and put massive orders in, you know, even in August, um, in the middle of, you know, the height of COVID, right? August, we didn't know what was going to happen and we're putting in massive orders, but we had, we had the back orders to fill that. So I think there's a little positive coming out of this too, right? right. I think uh, a lot of people are going to start smoking and um, enjoying cigars maybe a little bit more often than they would because they don't have that commute. They can, you know, now have two cigars in the evening versus one. That's just my perspective. Jordan, you got anything to? to I uh, I missed the question. Uh, <laughs> but, <then> <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a I've got a audience question for you guys. Uh, one of the guys wants to know what's that bundle sitting next to the paddy wagon there. We are actually going to, I don't know if, at what point, but at some little quick second when I just wanted to, you know, talk about some of the new stuff we got coming out. I don't well, know. If a, this is a good time for it. Go for it. Good time. Okay. So uh, I'll talk about this one. Uh, this was called the protocol. This is a, uh, you guys heard it here first. The press release is actually coming out Monday, but I wanted to do something special for you guys. So I'm going to try to get the artwork I, I did. So that's actually... It's called the Protocol Coppers, and Coppers was the name that they used to give back in the day. Uh, cops were named Coppers. 
So we did a, we did a, I found like an old, old vintage picture of cops and I actually changed the faces to be me, Kevin, <laughs> Jason, and the owner. I don't know if you guys can see that. But. So that's coming out for a shop in uh, Rhode Island at the, when is it? Uh, Saturday, uh, January 23rd, that's coming out. And what we're doing to incentivize this, uh, he has an online presence, so we're gonna do a we're gonna actually go to Rhode Island and do a small event from there. But at the same time, we're gonna do a virtual event, and anybody that would want this and buy, it's a great blend. Uh, it's actually the blend is an Ecuadorian Rosado Habano. Uh, the fillers are Nicaragua and Dominican. Uh, we don't really use Dominican too much, so this is one of the few times we have used a little Dominican in there. Really good cigar, and. For everybody that buys this, you're gonna get a Elliott Ness Maduro and natural with this. So you'll get two extra cigars, $25 value free with that one that comes out. Is that, uh, this, oh, sorry. I was gonna yeah, ask no, if it was Lazona or, or San Latano. No, thousand percent, this is Lazona. Uh, Eric did this for us, great little cigar. This one is our friends Brian Lewis at Caravan Cigar Company in Bath, PA. This is the Paddy Wagon. We did this as an exclusive for them. And it's actually a Mexican San Andreas delicious cigar. Some of you guys have bought some already. They're really good. We've gotten some good reviews. And then what we got for our new uh, Coraline release, I don't know if you guys can see it on camera, but it has like a little holographic thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this. Probably not. But it has like the... Uh, so we did this beauty for uh, Kevin because Kevin's into internet security. And we did Cyber Crimes Unit. And they did the kind of... I'm not gonna say, but you guys will get what it what it looks like, you know, cascading O's and ones and P's. So we wanted to do <laughs> yeah. something for that, and that's a beautiful Nicaragua puro. Kevin, I'll let you talk about that. That that's your baby. <clears throat> yeah, that that I'm really proud of the, how the packaging all came out, and that's all one and it Anthony, pops. Yeah, it, the it green. Pops really I don't good. know if you guys and can see bands. it good. Yeah, a lot of a lot of you got uh, uh, some pre releases either. because of Lizona Palooza. But that's the uh, Nicaraguan uh, Rosado, and absolutely loving that cigar. The reviews uh, from everybody are off the charts. And going back to Coppers and Paddy Wagon, uh, those are shop exclusives. They'll be available uh, as long as they keep buying them. We'll keep making them. But I got to tell you, the reviews on these two are even surpassing uh, cyber crimes, and that's my baby. These cigars are fantastic. So when they come out, well, Paddy Wagon's out. But when Coppers comes out, check it out. If you haven't got a Paddy Wagon, check it out. Uh, everyone's absolutely loving those. Those are really good cigars. Don't think that just because they're a, a shop exclusive. No, so what we, what we try to do is definitely like, you know, we, this company was built on the backbone of brick and mortars and we support brick and mortars and we're going to do projects like this with our great partners in brick and mortar shops. And when we do do a cigar exclusively for them, you know, we just don't want to find something in the factory and get it and, and put it out there, right? You know, okay, whatever. We actually, these should be full production lines that are great. They're great cigars. This, I wish they were. This uh, this paddy wagon is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if you, any of you guys have smoked it, They're but it is. They're flying off the shelf. They are. Brian can't keep them. They're delicious. And it's a full production for that shop, the only place you can get them. And then, again, this one is Jan you know, in two weeks. In January 23rd, when you buy one of these, I think it's like $95, and then you get the $25 of cigars. You're going to get one Sir Robert P. I'm sorry, one uh, uh, Elliot Ness. Ness Natural and one Elliot Ness Maduro with that. So the, the Cyber Crimes is launching in just the one size, right? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, the, it's a box press uh, Churchill. Yeah, the same as the uh, probable cause. Yeah, the original one. We wanted to re revisit that size. We loved it so much, and we haven't done anything in that size again. 
And I, you know, when we were developing this, I was like, Kevin, when we go back to the uh, probable cause, the initial, that box press Churchill, it's so, it's beautiful. It's, ele it's elegant. I just love it. Right. Not as elegant the as green, my pinky nail. But... <laughs> I'm a green guy. The green, yeah, the green, the green pops. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, you guys did some great work in that. You know, kudos to whoever did that. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's zip to the next question. And actually, this question is sort of uh, kind of ties in with what, that last topic with the, the new cigars. This one comes from uh, Mike Lorenz, and he wants to know how much time is put into test blends before the actual production. Um, Kevin, you want to answer that one? Because everybody says I talk too much. I don't let you talk. So. <laughs> that was one of the questions was, was I going to be able to talk tonight? I um, saw, I read that. So I read that that's one. why so, I just thought about that. And it was yeah, like, so it, it depends on the project, right? So... We, we work with Hector and Eric, and they're fantastic. So we're fortunate where, you know, sometimes you can get four or five test blends. Sometimes it's one or two, and uh, you're able to make a decision real quick. Like with uh, uh, the cyber crimes, we had two test blends, both fantastic. And uh, Juan thought I was going to go one way because he likes, you know, more fuller, and I like a little bit lighter. But we both agreed. He goes, oh, you're going to go this way. I'm like, well, let me smoke both first before we make a decision. And uh, we both agreed. So, it, 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 again, it's a process. It just depends. But, you, you know, what helps with us is we've done this a while now. We've had a lot of releases this year um, and in a lot of uh, limited runs. So it's becoming a little bit easier um, because we can kind of hone in and let them know what we're looking for. So the, potentially now it's one, two, three. Um, for a bigger project, it might be four or five. You know, it just depends. Right. Now, Jordan. As far as doing our dojo releases, how would you answer that question? Um, big variance. You know, there's there's sometimes where we get we get something and 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 right off the bat we're like, oh, this is great. Let's just let's let's come out with it. It's perfect. And then there's other times where like the newest the Ninjarago we just came out with that was like at least two years of like um, we went down to Nicaragua with with we took a bunch of guys down there for a cigar safari and everybody got a uh, three cigars and they all got to give their opinions and then the cigar that kind of won out we said like we like this cigar but we like a little more sweetness can you give us three blends based on this one blend and then that happened like three or four times until you know, like two or three years down the line that was th that was definitely our longest uh test I, I think one of the release. I think the two quickest ones one was a protocol was a nightstick Ah, that was like first blend, picked it. Yeah. And the good. other was the Quesada Dojo Deluxe first blend. Just instantly. Picked Boom. it. So, the, so uh, yeah, Jor what Jordan is saying is the same, really th same Anywhere thing. Anywhere from two hours to two years. Yes, the same <laughs> thing that, that, <laughs> Kevin, that Kevin is saying. It's the same thing as it depends. Now, we aren't, we aren't blenders, just, you know, so we are getting blends from a blender. So all we can do is when we get those test blends is to impart back to them our feelings and what direction they should go from there. And that process uh, is either short or very long as our last one. But that two years was really worth said. it. Because, <laughs> shut up, on because, because it ended up being a fantastic cigar. All right. Uh, excellent question. Thank you, Mike, for that question. Uh, this next one comes from David Wolf. The wolf. If the world were to end soon as we know it, who would you save in the cigar industry, and what cigars would you That's make so sure that you currently have stocked? Um, 
That's a tough question. Uh, For me, it's easy. All right, let's go right to you, Juan. (laughs) So the one person, the end of the world, I have a capsule that holds two people. I'll leave my son, my two daughters, my (laughs) wife, my father, my mother, my sisters, all that. I'll leave them. I'm going to save one person in this industry. You guys are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Matt Booth. Me and Matt Booth are going to repopulate the wait. No, we can't do that. But I'm still, I'm still saving Matt Booth, and the cigar I'm going to take with me is definitely the uh, Sir Robert Peel Maduro. Oh, okay. So wait, it's a person and a cigar? Yeah, two-part question. It's a person, and what cigars are you going to put in the capsule in the trunk? We already know the person I'm going to pick. Everybody knows that. Yeah, it's going to be Terrence Riley. Mm -hmm. I just wow, I love. Everything about that guy, just yes. awesome to hang out with. We have great conversations. He has a tremendous crush on him. I do. Yes. And uh, <laughs> my, my cigar would be a Padron 1964 Maduro. Mm. Wow. Mm. All right, I would say, shut up, one. I would say, <laughs> I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Carlito Fuente to, because I'm going to re, I'm going to have him, he'll, he'll be the, uh, the blender that starts the new world. Carlito Fuente, and I think I'm going to load up the the uh, capsule with uh, Davidoff Diadema's fifties. Jordan, oh goodness, what about you? Uh, I'm I'm taking Eric Espinosa, and um, you know he's going to keep me busy with a lot of stories and games. <laughs> it's going to be great. And, and car tricks, car tricks competition. Maximus? It's just an ongoing competition Maximus? for the rest of time. <laughs> and uh, uh, I might take uh, off the top of my head. I'm going to take that Avo LE20 with me. Oh, okay, interesting. All right, good question. Thank that you. That was a great question, David Wolf. Uh, this next question comes from none other than Tanner Cole. Um, a multifaceted question. Uh, we always pair cigars and drinks. But I rarely hear of the holy trifecta, the perfect meal paired with a cigar and drink. So I'll answer first. A big, red, juicy steak. And I'm going to pair that with a T-52, a Drew State T-52, and a bourbon. Oh. I've got, goodness. boom, the holy trifecta right there. Jordan, what's your holy trifecta? Get out of town. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go HVC 500-year anniversary or anniversary chocolate chip cookie (laughs) and bourbon. Wow, what a bizarre uh, chocolate chip cookie. Chocolate chip cookie. Wow. Kevin. We have have somebody that loves chocolate chip cookies. If you've never eaten a chocolate chip cookie with bourbon before, then I I don't know what to tell you. Unfollow me. It's phenomenal. Unfollow me, right? All right, Kevin, Kythan, what's your holy trifecta? trifecta right now i would say uh, i'm really in a mood because i had steak recently i'm gonna go an osabuco and i'm gonna go with this elliot ness maduro it smokes amazing and i'm not a big uh you know full-bodied uh smoker this one's really hitting it well and i'll do a full-bodied cab probably from camus one of their special uh selection Bottles, that would be the holy trifecta right there. Now, <laughs> now, now, wait. What, what was the what was the food again, Kevin? What was what was that? Asabuco. Asabuco. Do you know what that is? I don't Look even know what that Google. is. I don't even you know, know what, what that is. is. You guys are not. I bet you Mike Herklotz knows what that oh, is. Yeah, yeah, of course. And everything. It's like a big pork chop, like with the bone in the center. It's freaking amazing. You cook it in a in a, a sous vide. 
I don't make it. I've never made it, but I've had <laughs> Kevin doesn't cook. He buys food. He's a rich oh, yeah. motherfucker. I smoke meats. I smoke meats. You were, you were, oh, yes, he smoked. He's I got to say meats. that the, the, the meat with the cab, cheers, is a great pick. Juan, Kevin. what are you drinking right now? Tito's, he said. Oh, Tito's. he said that. Okay. Tito's. What, what else would Juan be drinking yeah, on Smoke yeah. Night Live? All right, uh, that that actually is it. You don't hear that question asked that often. So that's a wait. I, I didn't get Juan didn't get a go. Oh well, we. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm very very specific. For me, it's going to be easy. Right. It's going to be a 24 day dry aged porterhouse. Okay. And the reason I like porterhouse is because you get New York strip on one end, and the other end is a filet mignon. What? I want it done medium rare. I am going to drink a old-fashioned with a uh, bullet rye, and then I'm going to smoke that with a uh, Sir Robert Peel Maduro. Wow, Ooh, that's a great like – that's that. another great pick. Why, I, why 24 days on the, uh, on the steak? Is that a, the magic number? A dry age. I just I love dry age, and I've had you know. Sometimes well, you get I, I know, but you said twenty four days. days. I don't. Twenty four days is actually a little bit longer than than most places. I think the average is twelve days when you go to most places. Something like that. But when you do twenty four, as a little bit more funk in the in the meat, Ooh. and it's it's pungent. <laughs> Funky meat. Freaking phenomenal. I like I like that the people that are watching on Facebook are giving their answers. There's some good other there's some good answers coming in as, for this as well. Uh, and continue to do that, guys. Uh, we want to hear what you guys think, not just what we think. This is ask right. us anything. All right, let's go to uh, the WB. WB says, "What nicknames would you give each other? If like so, like us four giving each other." Randy prefers age under fifteen. Yeah, we knew that, Randy. We. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. That's good. That's a good. That's a good tip uh, I wouldn't from be, Randy. I wouldn't be advertising that out on the social <laughs> the interwebs. No. 24 is old for uh, Randy. Ouch. All right. So, what, what, Juan, what nicknames would you give the rest of us? All right. That's a great, uh, let me think. For Eric Gutterman Sunson, right? What did uh, Abe call you? Gutterman Sons? Gutterman Sons. Anyway, for you, it'd be Gray Sexy. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Right? For uh, Jordan, it'd be. No beard, Jay. <laughs> pathetic beard he has. It has like three <laughs> strings. Kevin would be Yukon Cornelius. Okay, that's good. That's good. What about yourself? What do you, if you had to give your nickname to yourself? I'll, well, L- Laura actually from uh, from Best Cigar Prices named me Juan Tito Keto because when I start drinking, it's a cute name, so I like that one. That's, Juan Tito Keto. That's genius. All right, Kevin. Uh, yeah. That- for Juan, that's it's Juan Tito. Like it's that's his that's his uh, nickname. Eric, I would do the old wise one. Mm-hmm. Jordan, the young wise one. And <laughs> 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 for yourself, for myself, I, I don't know. I don't Big really sexy. I don't know. I go by Double K. Ooh, is like Double P, no. but better. No, I like that. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Uh, nicknames. How would you go? Uh, Kev, with that with that beard, I go Kevin's Keith from the Middle East. Ooh, very uh, clever. Juan's obviously chose the chosen Juan. Uh, that was gonna be mine. Ah, uh, sorry. You uh. are old man. <laughs> Come on. And I Miso Han. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Great. I'm gonna go. I'll I'll go. I was gonna say the chosen Juan for Juan. 
But who's who's that who's that puppet? Pepe uh, <laughs> Pepe Biete. Pepe Biete. I'll go Pepe Biete. George for Sosa one. was the first one that made that connection. George Sosa, formerly of Alec Bradley, now he owns uh, Cigar Cigars in Florida, but something like that. He he was the first one to say Pepe Biete. That one's that one's. Sosa, about George, wherever you at Sosa. I know you don't watch TV, but I love you, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Master Chief. All right, for uh, Kevin. I mean, God, the the uh, the Yukon Cornelius is so good. How can you not? <laughs> How can you not go that route? Uh, I, I I'll I'll go with uh, for Jordan. I'll go with uh, Robbie's skinny jeans. I'll call him skinny jeans. Nice. I did. I do. Re- I do remember. Like I thought to myself every time I saw him every day, I was like, "Wow, those jeans are really tight." <laughs> he likes tight jeans. You should have seen him back in the '05. Yeah. No. And and for myself, I'll just go. I'll, I'll go the uh, the silver fox. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right, that's uh, that's good. All right, let's <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, all right, here we go. This one is specifically for you two, uh, so me and Jordan won't um, answer this one. This one comes from Zach. Uh, he says, "If you guys were not under the Espinosa factory uh, uh, umbrella, um, mm-hmm. where do you think you could be making phenomenal cigars in another factory?" Phenomenal. I'll go first. Um, definitely AJ Fernandez. Ooh. I would lo- yeah. Well, t- the Elliot Nesses are done at Celentano, which is through Eric's little thing. So we're getting a little bit of that. But if Eric didn't exist and God created a cruel joke on the world and Eric was never born, which Eric Espinosa is one of the greatest gifts that God has given this planet. <laughs> uh, but if he wanted to play a cruel joke and Eric wasn't around, I would say uh, uh, AJ Fernandez. All right, Kevin. Yeah, and if uh, you know Eric wasn't around and we start out a company, my first phone call would be to my man, Terrence. We'd be with Agonorsa. <laughs> Dojo. You got. I'm gonna tell Terrence to beware when he's around you because it's, it's oh, yes. starting to sound. Oh, <laughs> Terrence knows I'm harmless. He knows I'm harmless. <laughs> harmless. <laughs> I heard there was a gaggle. I'm mean, sorry, a, a uh, not a gaggle. Was, was the other thing called a restraining, restraining order? order. <laughs> but for you, it'd probably be a gag. Juan, <laughs> 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 you're terrible. <laughs> you're terrible. All right, uh, two more questions before the commercial break, and that'll be our first ten. Uh, here we go. Uh, Andy St. Grimm asks, does aging a cigar really make a huge difference from what you get out of the cigar originally? Uh, Jordan, why don't you start? Great question. Um, It depends on the cigar, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, it's going to usually become more mild and uh, uh, bring down some of the up the peaks and valleys and make it a little more smoother uh, and allow the tobaccos to meld together. Maybe... Sometimes get a little more complex smoke, but I don't think they all benefit the same. What would you say? Are there some? What yeah. types of cigars benefit uh, from uh, aging better? Than uh, usually, others? a little bit of a fuller-bodied. There's more to work with there. A lot of the medium to milder stuff gets to where, I mean, I've smoked Cubans from the '80s, and you can't—they taste like paper. You can't even taste them. I would say that's a good answer. I agree with everything you said, but I I would also add that just aging aging your cigars in your humidor with all of these other cigars is also a positive. It, it isn't necessarily um, that they're getting a lot of flavor from other cigars or whatever. It's just that they are getting a they're it's getting a, a subtle complexity that maybe that they wouldn't have had when they're only aging in the aging room with their own 
Like when they age them in the aging room at the factory, they're aging all the cigars together, the same cigar. But then you put it in your humidor, maybe six months, eight months. It's got months, some new buddies. Or whatever. It's got some new buddies, some new people to hang around with. And if you really want to maximize that, no cello. All the cigars. Yeah, in your own. Now, if you're gonna, I'm not anti-cello because no. you know sometimes you're shipping cigars to buddies and stuff like that. You know, and it's better for storage and and taking on the go and whatnot. But if you want like to really get serious on, a, you have a little humidor you set aside strictly for aging. That should be all celloless. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, what do you boys think on that topic? <clears throat> yeah, I'll start. I I agree with what uh, Jordan started out with, but <clears throat> I found that even with our Themis. We had some Lajero in there, and it gets super creamy. Those Lanceros, um, obviously Lanceros are probably the least, uh, you know, seller of our line, but, you know, they sit on the shelf a while, and then you, you open up one of those boxes, fantastic. So it's like wine, right? They all have peaks and valleys. Wine ages differently depending on how many tannins are in the bottle. Same thing with, you know, how much, you know, the cigar, you know, has Lajero in it or fuller-bodied. But even some of those milder cigars, you can get some really nice creamy cigars out of them, just letting them sit a little bit. And it doesn't have to be forever. It could be six months. And I've there was a joke that I always said, the Protocol Blue, age at six months, it's fantastic. <laughs> I still believe that. <laughs> but, yeah, I may have been inebriated one night and did a live, and I kept saying that. <laughs> for me, for me um, – to answer that question um, and put it towards our company, if it was possible, I would love to make our cigars and have them sit for two years somewhere in the right temperature, uh, uh, humidity, and let it just age for two years and then put it out. But who could tie up capital for two years? I would love to do that. If we could do that because... You know, when you, you know, I'm smoking some blues from four years ago, and oh my God, it's just magic. And even uh, I smoked in July one of the Sir Robert Peels Maduros I put in my humidor, in my Spanish uh, cedar humidor, after a year of, uh, of, of resting. And my God, it just changes the cigar so much. So if it was up to me, I would love, if it was a perfect world and you could do whatever, I would love to just age our cigars for two years before we put them out. Because it's a totally different cigar. But you can't tie up capital for two years like that, especially with a small company. You like that I use business terms? <laughs> yeah. I'm, impre- I'm impressed. What I'm do you guys impressed. think about – do you think there's some cigars that are better not aged? Like I kind of feel like like a Liga 9 is nice right off the bat. Like it's got that, I, I, that toothy grit that just like hits you I a little harder. I definitely agree with you 100%. Liga 9 out of the box when you buy it from the store, wherever you, you, you're buying it from, is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But I've had Ligas that I've had in my humidor for five. I still have the box. I have a few left from the box of Liga 9s that I first bought in 2008. And every once in a blue, I'll take them out. My God, they're, just, they're so good. It's just, you're talking about 2008, it's about 10 years ago, right? Yeah, 12 years. And oh, my God. But just, I, think, I think any Fuente, you can smoke as soon as you buy it. Yeah, definitely. And then think about the, we had the opportunity to have first release Opus X's from like 1992 when they first came out. Yeah, we smoked. It. How crazy were they? They just yeah. different level. Man. I kind of feel like Opus X does best after like five years. Hmm. That that's kind of like they're kind of like in the hmm. Cuban Cuban range for me. Hmm. Another one that's <laughs> that's good right off the bat is anything that's been like barrel aged. Um, yes, that's true. Like yeah. our Camacho Imperial Stout. Uh, any of the any of those kind of stuff, they they lose any of that that alcohol right. type buzz after a few years. Yeah, I agree with that. Now a little little pro tip for guys, uh, your your just, cig- just a tip. Just your a tip. cigars put off 
uh, as they sit in your humidor, they're putting off oils and and ammonia. gases and ammonia and that kind of stuff. And that stuff that all that stuff starts to seal the outside of your Spanish cedar shelves. So every couple years, you should take out your Spanish cedar shelves, empty the cigars out of it, take a little sandpaper, sand down all of the surfaces. You'll get that. You'll instantly start to smell that super awesome Ooh, wow. Spanish cedar step. smell again. And then you put it back in, and then now you're you're re-imparting that Spanish cedar flavor. I love flavor. it when you put it back in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Shut up, Juan. Hey, what, what grit sandpaper? It I have just, a real question. It would just what be grit? a super fine, you know, super, super fine. You don't, you don't want, you're not We're trying talking to, 120 uh, grit. All you're trying to do is just scuff up that surface a little bit to get it the... It gets that, like, patina on the outside. 800? No, me. that's way too what you, fine. Are we talking technology right now? No. 210, 220, 230, whatever it I takes. go 120... Exclusively. <laughs> I'm making this up. <laughs> All right, boys. Last question for the commercial break. This one comes from Kevin Acuff. Uh, which of the four of you would last the longest on the reality show Naked and Afraid? Ooh. I'm going to say 100% <laughs> Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> Kevin Kythan. 1,000%. I have some skills in the woods. Well, I, I think he, like, he likes wood. I don't. I know you guys well, right? <laughs> I know Juan. Juan's going to be the one to bow out first. But uh, Juan would be the most comfortable the naked, though. <laughs> That's a good I point. I do feel very comfortable he's, naked. He would feel comfortable naked, he's but he's not going to feel comfortable doing all the things you have to do to actually survive. So yeah. that's, that's... I would have, have to, The first <laughs> thing I have to do is find some kind of footwear because I cannot walk down my street barefoot. I'm like, ow, ow, ow. My wife's like... You're not stepping on it. You're stepping on the, on the black. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. So I definitely first so thing you're I in last place, yeah. shoes. Uh, I think I would. I'm not going to say it would be me, but I think I would fare well just being a <laughs> you pepper. Can say it's you. Just so say it was. Just, it's you. Come on. Just, Jeez. I, just feel like, I feel Kevin. like I got a leg up. I I would also vote for Kevin. It's obviously Kevin. I would also Jeez. vote for Kevin and Jordan as well. We all vote for Kevin. Is this Jordan, you're going to vote for Kevin too? <laughs> of course, it's Kevin. That Come on. Unanimous, Kevin. It is unanimous. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll get back to uh, episode 274. This is the AMA Ask Me Anything. We got uh, Juan Cancel, Kevin Kythan from Protocol Cigars, actually Cuba Rakenio Cigars, but you guys know them as Protocol. Folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Here's the fun part, guys. This year is JR Cigars celebrating their 50th anniversary. Oh, 50th yeah. anniversary, ladies and gentlemen. They'll be celebrating all year long with amazing. Yeah, cheers. Let's uh, quick cheers. Cheers to the quick cheers to the quick JR cheers. Cigars. Yes. Cheers. I mean, come on, 50, 50 years. There's, there's that's a that's an impressive feat. Uh, they will be celebrating all year long with amazing promotions, contests, sweepstakes and several limited edition cigars all year long from some of your favorite manufacturers. Join JR Cigars in celebrating 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. Thank you, uh, JR Cigars, for sponsoring Smoke Loud. I appreciate that. Let's get right back to it. This is the last 10 questions. We are battling for the two best questions. One question the Cigar Dojo will award a prize to, and another question the Protocol Boys will a award a cigar to. Uh, this question comes from Yellow Truck Mike Smith. If cigars didn't exist, what would be your palate passion? 
Okay, uh, I was trying to meet Juan. <laughs> Jeez, Juan's got like a... Yeah, he's got the blowtorch blow going. Uh, I'll take it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm really right now into bourbons and wine, so I would do something in that industry somehow as a, a side gig. Obviously, as you all know, I'm in internet security for my day job. That pays the bills, but I don't know. I got a big passion for bourbon and, and wine right now. Well, whiskey and wine. So Out, like out of the two, oh, though, Kevin, respect. out of the two, uh, bourbon and wine... Uh, what do you think you'd be, you'd gravitate towards more? Uh, whiskeys, whiskeys is more. Wines, you know, I like the collecting aspect of wine. I like, you know, I'm I'm aging some uh, uh, bourbon right now on my own. I don't know if you saw that post on uh, Johnny Smokes Uncut, but uh, yeah, I got some uh, barrels. I got a 10 liter, a five liter, and a three liter. And the three liter and the five liter went in at the same time. And the three liter has changed immensely. It's really, really cool to see how that barrel aging of that white whiskey is just changing that that that, what that. Tell, tell them about that you're actually bringing that to the office so when people or friends come to the office hopefully this yeah. year at some point i would love to have the gatornsman sons sons both here <laughs> so we can have some uh yeah. some our own experiment we're going to have uh you know it's not actually protocol bourbon but we will have our version of it where we got white whiskey and I'm aging it right now in my house, and I take it in and out of the climates. It sits in my garage, and then I bring it inside because right now it's cold. So you're getting the oak to you know, uh, move in and out with the temperatures, and you're able to infuse a lot of those flavors. So we're excited to have that and do some tastings here at the office. But we have you know, the 10 liter. That's 13 bottles of bourbon. That's going to last did, us maybe a week. What was the white uh, – <laughs> what whiskey did you put in that bad boy? So it's a uh, it's tough to get Buffalo Trace. That's what I wanted was their white dog, and they have a white dog rye. Yep. And I called my local area um, shops. They you know the liquor stores. They could not get it. There's a place in Norristown, Pennsylvania, and they happen to show up at Caravan one night, and they're called Five Saints. And I tried their white whiskey. It is fantastic. Mm. And it's just amazing, Phenomenal. super smooth right off the bat. It's a, a 92 proof. So it's it's right in the range of what you want to age and want anything too high, too low. And I think it's going to be, you know, absolutely amazing. I, I just had a couple of I had set a glass I posted. You can check it out. And Johnny Smokes Uncut. Uh, I took pictures of the barrels and the 10 liter, but it is aging immense. Uh, so well, it, it's so good. Phenomenal. Yeah, we, uh, we did that once, yeah. but with a smaller, smaller barrel. And we we didn't do it the conventional way. We put in. Bourbons that were <laughs> that were already aged, they were already bourbons, and it was it was not pretty. On the, on the end result, <laughs> they, there was like some kind of you know like when you get like kombucha and there's like a they call it like a scoby like the right. the uh, the mother that like yeah. that thing of mold that turns the kombucha into kombucha. That there was like a thing like that floating around. Like I didn't even think that was possible. This is like high proof whiskey, and. I think the problem was we didn't account for the dry climate in Colorado. <laughs> There's a lot of problems, and the and it, it it too much of it evaporated out. Too if, much. if I was doing it again, I would get a like a a cooler that I would use like for like a humidor, and have the humidity the RH in there be similar to what Kentucky's is. Right. Uh, what about you, Juan? What would be your uh, what would what would you get into if you couldn't be into cigars? Hmm, that's a great question. Uh... I guess coffee. I like coffee a lot, and I um, I like different coffees from different regions. Like right now, one of my favorite coffees are, are from uh, 
Kenya. I like that Kenya because Kenya has a great little bit of an acidity, little citrus uh, finish to it. Those are really good. But uh, I would definitely get into coffee. I like coffee a lot. If it wasn't for uh, for cigars, I'd definitely get into coffees. I think I'd probably go the wine route. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, you know I'm 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 into wines. I'd probably go the wine route. What about you, Jordan? Bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon. Come on. Bourbon <laughs> would be a close second. I I just think there's more there's more variety in wines. True. And and it's a little bit more of an interesting hobby. Wine is like a mix between bourbon and beer. Yeah, Eric. Eric, I'm going to say every every wine every wine pick you've ever posted that you say is good, it's phenomenal. I'm going to use Juan's term, but (laughs) one month I think I spent a thousand dollars in wine just on your recommendations, and they're aging right now in my cellar. It's awesome. I love it. Thank you. I sort of feel like my wine palette might even be better than my cigar palette. No. Yeah, it is. I, I do. Wow. I, no, I'm not saying I like wine more than cigars. Mm. I'm saying I Huge can taste. I can taste the nuances in wine possibly better. Now you're better at tasting cigars, Jordan, than me. But I, well, my obviously. my palate for wine, <laughs> I really enjoy that. I, I get into that. All right, this is a longer question. Oh jeez. It comes from uh, Infamous Forty, and um, his question goes like this. You find a book and you begin to read it, only to discover that the book is about your life in the cigar world. You get to the point you are at now. Do you turn the page knowing that you won't be able to change the events to come? Would knowing the future be exciting or spoil the adventure? What a cool question. That is pretty awesome. This guy put some thought into that one. That's an awesome question. Who's answering it first? Don't, uh, uh, Eric. You, you all right, up. all right. I'll I'll go first. I am totally. This just gets to Christmas, right? Like, do you want to know your present or do you not want to know your present? I do not want to know my present. I don't even want to pick up the package. I don't want to now, shake it saying, around. Saying present is a little bit of a confusing term t- in this context. Right. I mean, <laughs> the gift. I don't want to you know. pick up the gift. I don't want to pick up the gift, shake it around. I don't even want to have a guess as to what it is. In fact. When people do these weird, like, like I'm terrible on April Fool's Day. Like, I never get the joke. Like, I, I always, I, I always believe yeah. the stuff in front of me. Whatever is in front of you're me. An I, honest guy. I'm an honest. I try to, but, but my point is, is I don't want to know the future. I like the experience of, ex, you know, like going into that next day, finding out. Plus, it would be horrible. I mean, think of the fate that it would be. Knowing that you know the future, but yet can't change it. Like, oh. that would be rough. Jordan, what oh. do you think? I, I agree. And, and in fact, I would almost, I'm going to want to go to the past, be a little more nostalgic about, oh man, that was, that was so good back then. <laughs> well, you already did that. You're that reading was, the book. That was such a good cigar. I would keep, just keep going back and re-reading the, fir- the, fir- the middle section of the book. Over and over again. All right, boys, what about you guys? You want me to go, Kevin, you call it. All right. So for me, big Back to the Future fan, I think you can change the future. But so the premise, of this, the, the premise of this question. <laughs> it, oh, you can't change it? The it's premise like locked no of matter the, what? Well, yeah, because if – think about this for a second, Kevin. Now, let's be honest. If, if it really was the future, if it really was, then you couldn't change it. You can't change the future if the future doesn't exist. But – you have to decide, like, do you want to know what's coming for you tomorrow? Like, and know that that really is coming. Do you want to know or do you not want to know? 
no, then I don't want to know. If I can't change it, I'm going to the – yeah, I'm sorry. I was going more to the back to the future, but no, I wouldn't want to know. I wouldn't turn the page. Now, nope. Kevin, I totally – fundamentally, I agree with you. You don't even let him do his I want philosophical to answer. I want, to, I want to be able to go back and take, uh, you know, Biff's freaking, you know, uh, you know sports – Almanac, I want that out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin had some fun answer lined up, and you just like I I, I had to no. stick with the I had to stick with the premise. Well, because yeah, the next page is is in the book. It's there, right? Like you can't like it's it whatever you open that page, it, it, it's, it's but it right there. there. It was there. In, it was there in Back to the Future. <laughs> Kev, so for me, Kevin's entire philosophy is based on <laughs> yeah. Back to the Future. That's usually that's you, the, you that's would the, expect that answer from me, though. That's, that's the time travel like Bible right there. The conundrum. Well, Star, the Star conundrum. Wars has some time travel also. If you want to get into Star I'm Wars not, for no, a second, but no. nobody wants to. Get <laughs> nobody into Star Wars. No. <laughs> for me, as I'm reading the book and the present, the last page or the last sentence in that page of the present would be like. Stop being more like yourself and be more like Michael Herklock. <laughs> and then I would say, close the book and say, fuck it. There's already one great Michael Herklock in the world. You don't need a fat Puerto Rican Michael Herklock trying to be Michael Herklock. So I'll continue being myself. I won't. I'll just continue being myself and not take the advice of the book of the shaman that wrote it. And I would just leave and keep being myself. All right, I so like that. I would have turned the page. I sort of. I. I think we all kind of agreed on that one. That would be rough knowing. The future and not I, I, being able I don't to change it. That'd be rough. Now, if you could change it, Kevin, then I'm with you. Then I look and I and I, I look and I, I change it if I need to. But all right, yeah. but um, we will not accept that answer. No, never. All right, this one comes from uh, our good buddy Tiff. She's up in your guys's area of the country. She wants to know uh, if you could have dinner with a, a dinner and a cigar with anyone. Who would it be, alive or dead, and why? Mm. Uh, let's go. Uh, we'll go straight to uh, Juan on this one. Oh wow! He didn't give me a minute. All right, let me think. Alive or dead, who would it be? It's easy to say. Everybody's gonna say your grandfather, but that, we, we need to take. The, it should have been prefaced in the question. You cannot pick your grandfather <laughs> because everybody's gonna say your grandfather. So I would go with hmm, alive or dead. Who would I like to have a cigar with? It would probably have to be. Oh God. Arnold Schwarzenegger in his sorry in his prime. Remember that thing when he goes, "I am I'm a stud. I smoke cigars in my house. You don't smoke cigars in your house because you're nobody. I'm a stud." That moment, I would love to have sit down with him and have a uh, a cigar and a beautiful scotch at club uh, at the uh, Grand Havana Room in Manhattan with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Excellent answer, Kevin. Well, that's my answer. We've, sorry. we've had this question before, so, and, uh, and it's a different reason. But you know, I'm into fitness. I'm into working out, and uh, bodybuilding's always been one of the things that you know, I haven't been able to get into. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll take my answer back. You can have Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you tell the story, and then I'll tell you who my new. But one is. just Arnold Schwarzenegger growing up, you know, seeing him, you know, and just you know, like Juan saying, massive cigar guy. Actually, you know what? I can change mine, Juan. I could say Michael Jordan. Well, that's actually excellent. One of my biggest titles, and if you haven't watched the documentary, uh, The Last Dance on uh, Oh, yeah, Netflix, I've heard that's good. 
Oh my gosh. Amazing. I was crying and I, um, man enough to say it, I was crying because <laughs> I, I grew up in that. And when they, when they talked about when, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the, I forget the player that, uh, stole the ball from 45 and he came out of retirement. He, he wore 45 the first game, stole the ball and he came out into the press and he goes, yeah, I could do that to 45, but I can't do that to 23. And Michael Jordan showed up to that next game. And I remember being at home in this tube TV. I was glued to it. He came out and took off his, uh, you know, sweats and he was wearing 23 and he destroyed the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was all teared up. Uh, Michael Jordan, that would be mine. That's you a can great, have, that you is can have excellent answer. Uh, I'm sort of curious to hear Jordan's answer uh, to this question. I, I, I don't like people that much. I, there's not <laughs> too many I would even care to, but uh, maybe Winston Churchill. Oh, excellent. That's a great answer. I was going to go, uh, Similar line, I would say Ronald Reagan. I don't even know if he smokes cigars. Ooh. I don't even care. Wow. You introduce him to it. But I would love to. I mean, the, one of the the most eloquently spoken politicians of all time. What a guy, Ronald Reagan. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. This all is right. like the second show in a row you've mentioned Ronald Reagan. I know, you know, and, and we need we him. Sh- he should be mentioned every show. We need him at this point. All right. Uh, next question. This is a duplicate. I think one of the it might be the only duplicate. Uh, this is again from Tanner Cole. Tanner, good oh, job. Geez, you got two Tanner. questions in here. Crushing it. If your life was being turned into a big movie and you could choose any actor, past or present, as to who would you choose and oh what actor you would want to uh, act? Oh, who would you want to portray you and who would you not want to portray you? Oh, so it's two of them. Right. So who would you two. want uh, to portray you and who would you not want to? And I'll, I'll start. Uh, I would say the one I would want to portray me would be Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. Nice. And the one I would Can you just do a Robert De Niro look for us real quick? <laughs> Are you talking to me? That's pretty good. And who, who, I, who I wouldn't want to portray me is also Robert De Niro because the guy's kind of a douchebag. So I would say oh. I, I, I would want him to portray me because he's a good actor, but I wouldn't want him to portray me because I don't like him personally. But anyways, Jordan, what would you say? <laughs> Uh, uh, I want uh, Jimmy Stewart to portray me. Oh, I like that. Mar. <laughs> and I would not want Nicolas Cage to portray me. <laughs> Ooh, that's great. <laughs> For obvious reasons. All right, Kevin. All right. So I would say The Rock to portray me. Oh, that's excellent. And I would say to not portray me is Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that fits. Yes. Those answers are so telling. That was fantastic. So bald. Uh, All right, Juan. I kind of have a feeling on what what I'm going to hear. I really do. All right. So (laughs) who would I want to portray me is a thousand percent Ron Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) And who I do not want to portray me is Brad Pitt. Phenomenal. Why Brad Pitt on that one? Because he's too pretty. I don't know. I I was really thinking you were going to do the Al Pacino take on that. That would maybe that was another thought, but I think it would have been funnier, more shock value if I said I want Ron Jeremy to portray me because we have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> we have long hair. <laughs> All right. All right, let's go to uh next question. Smokin' Joe D. He asks, when is a gimmick not a gimmick? This is a little bit of a uh existential question. When is a gimmick not a gimmick? Juan. I have, I have one. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna channel channel my inner Steve Saka because we remember when they, when when a certain somebody uh, were coming out with a lot of gimmicky cigars, he would say something. I believe a gimmick is not a gimmick when if you your gimmick is kind of like kid stuff, like candy and things that kids would do. I don't definitely think uh, you should do that kind of realm. Is that kind of the question you're asking, or I don't know. I mean, it's a sort of an open-ended. Uh, you can sort of interpret it however you like. One. All right. So yeah, I would do that. That uh, child toy like Monopoly. You know, cereal boxes. That's not a gimmick. That should be kind of left alone. All right, Kevin. I, Wait, but I, you're I, saying that is a gimmick, though. No, it, it is a gimmick, but maybe it shouldn't be a gimmick because it should be. It's kind of like you know, sacred. I guess. I don't know if that's the if that's the question that's being asked. That's why I was asking for some clarification. I, I would say when it's successful, like, I don't know, like some things are a gimmick and you think it's just going to be like fun and no one's going to buy this or whatever. So I'm going to take it from the cigar standpoint. Um, you know, you could say Sir Robert Peel was a gimmick or whatever, but it blows off the, the shelves and we can't keep it in stock. So I think, you know, people can think that's a gimmick and maybe we did too. We didn't. But um, if it's successful, then it's no longer a gimmick. It's a successful product on the market. Jordan? Yeah. When you release a cigar called the gimmick, <laughs> oh, nice! That is... That's when it's not a gimmick. You're, okay. it's, it's it's a gimmick inception on the whole thing. I like that. I would say um, a gimmick is not a gimmick when the product meets the requirement that you're expecting. So, in other words, a gimmick is something to make you buy the product, but it isn't it doesn't fulfill its duty as that product i would say if you buy a gimmick even if it, it looks gimmicky but it still functions as a good product it isn't a gimmick it is a like legitimate yeah. product so the yeah. product itself That's the best answer it, it has to it, the product determines whether it's a gimmick or not let's say for instance there's some socks that have this sort of gimmicky sort of marketing Scheme. This guy got to look at the answers, the questions before. No, the show. I'm just throwing this Jeez. out there. I'm just throwing this out. If there's a if there's a gimmicky marketing to some some socks that you buy, but they're good socks, then it's not a gimmick. But let's just say you buy the socks because of the gimmicky marketing, and then like in a day, you know, they're falling off your feet, they right. don't work right. Then it was it was just a gimmick. So is it like that copper stuff they're always pushing on the infomercials? Yeah. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but yeah. Probably. Or like that blanket, it's, it's like a robe. Co copper infused. Like the blanket like robe thing, ails, right? Like you put the sleeve on, your elbow hurts, and it's right. like the copper stuff. And if you wear it and you feel better, maybe it's a placebo, but it's no longer a gimmick to you. Right. If it worked. Right. If it worked, right? Right. Like, like yeah, have you ever seen those like advertisements where you, you put your feet in this like thing of, of some sort of solution, and it's supposed to like pull all of the, the toxins out of your body? That's, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm guessing that that's a gimmick. I mean, I've never done that, but I'm guessing it's a gimmick. But let's say let's say you got it and you and you became healthy, then it wouldn't it would no longer to you be a gimmick. It would be a successful product. <laughs> Mike had a great freaking response. Let me read that out loud. Wow, this is too deep for me. Can we get back to the? Uh, no, 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 no. Hey, I won't no, say the word. No, 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 no. You can say it. I have a, I have a toast to Mike. That was a great toast to Mike. I mean, I posted it. Toast to Mike. You can say it. I know you did, but no. Mike, are you saying your pullout game is strong or not? Why do I? For why, a why, why do I have to clean up your own show? Come on. <laughs> That's the best part of having the protocol guys on is just watching Kevin. 
Sort of like, you know, try to herd, herd Juan yeah. in. Like, yeah. Do you remember when we were first at your show years ago, and it was Bill and I, and we were just hammered? And remember Kevin's face? He was trying to get some kind of order what was going on, but it was just debauchery. Oh, yes. Was, I was mortified. I had to put headphones on Bill. Yeah, it was terrible. Now there's yeah, a bit more are... balance. Yeah, yeah. I got a, sort of a balance now he's got, there. Now he's got, always got to handle one guy instead of two. So. All right, here we go. Arkansas Dog asks... Out of all the characters in the Star Wars universe... Oh, this is my question. Which one would you be and why? And then we'll start... Well, let's not start with Juan. Let's start with Jordan and me and then Kevin and then Juan. Because Juan, obviously, he's a Star Wars geek. So let's wait on Juan's till the end. Jordan, what Star Wars character would you be and why? I'd be uh, Jar Jar Binks, obviously. <laughs> oh, nice. That's actually really good. That's a great answer. <laughs> I I think I would be the um, the parent of Luke Skywalker who gets killed like within the first twelve minutes of the show. <laughs> That's who I, I don't know. What's that guy's name? Juan? You know, is Uncle Uncle something? Uncle Ian or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I'll be that, that guy. guy. I'll just be out of it quick because I can't right. stand Star Wars. So I want to be out of it <laughs> as fast as possible. <laughs> All right, Kevin. I would be Han Solo. Ooh, wow. Nice. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, that's that's you know. bold. That's a bold That's answer. a bold answer. Why, Jeez, how do you yeah. back that up, Kythan? Yeah, I, I just I feel Quite like, you know, he's a ladies' man. He's driving that, <laughs> you know, uh, what, what the heck is his uh, ship? Uh, the uh, Millennium Falcon. You know, the Millennium just, you Falcon. Know. Say we're reverence and respect when you say that. <laughs> he doesn't even know what ship he drives, and he's he's <laughs> the I'm main. You like the you, ma- you put this on yeah. me, and I'm not a Star I'll, Wars I'll guy. I'll be the I main the guy three. in the whole entire thing. I saw that's... the first three, and that then I was out. I love the first three, and that's it. But, yeah, I, I just feel like that would be my character. That's a very humble answer. Uh, yeah, 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 super humble. All right, Juan. Well, <laughs> I, would be, I didn't say Luke Skywalker. That's easy. That's an easy out, which I'm very impressed that you didn't take Luke Skywalker. That would have been an easy out. My answer to that is I would be R2-D2 because R2-D2 <laughs> is the glue that holds the entire Star Wars universe together. R2-D2 has been in every single Star Wars movie, even The Mandalorian Season 2 at the end. He came out, boom. I was more impressed to see... uh, you got to put spoilers on this in case anybody didn't see the end of The Mandalorian Season 2. Spoiler. I was more impressed to see R2-D2 than I was Luke Skywalker. And Luke Skywalker blew me away, but when I saw R2-D2, I was like, wow. So R2-D2, the entire story of Star Wars has to do with R2-D2. Wow. And that would definitely be me. I had R2-D2. no idea. I had no idea that quick, it was... A quick audience question. Proof Diva, Weller 12 or Pappies? Oh, Pappies. Like, Pappies. It's, the same, it's the same juice, just one of them is a lot better. One of them was hand-picked and one the other them, one wasn't. One of them right. comes from a, a million barrels. They all just blended together. Okay. Some of them green, some of them good. Eh, you know. Pappy's, every Pappy. single one of those barrels was hand-picked right. just for your taste buds. All right, this, this next question is sort of similar to one that we had earlier, but it's different, so you got to kind of think it through a little bit. <clears throat> Mike Artin- Artino, Artino asks, if all tobacco was suddenly outlawed, what would your plan be to start an underground community of distribution? What manufacturers would you get on board? Mm. So, like, I'll I'll start. Like, obviously, the Dojoverse would play a major role in the <laughs> in the new underground world of cigars. The new world order of tobacco. And, I would have to help you get on the dark web. <laughs> yeah, and I would I would get Kevin to help me with the dark web aspect, 
And I would get Juan to to get. You know, he would be my distraction. He'd be, <laughs> you know, like a distraction so that nobody would know exactly what we were up to. So everybody's looking at me and my exactly, picking. exactly. Like you know, they're looking at that hand that's deformed in horrible ways. Um, so that would be that would be Jordan. What would you uh, say? I don't know. Matt Booth would be in there doing shady dealings mm, of some yeah. sort. I, you know, those are the types of guys that all of a sudden come to to the surface, to the forefront. All right, boys, I, let's go. I, I, what would you do? And I, I, I agree with Terrence. It's going to be the underdogs, right? It's not going to be the big guys. They have the money to retire. Um, you know, it's going to be the map boost. It's going to be... Can you call me Terrence? Yeah, so I, I was oh. wondering how it was going to work. That's how much Terrence is on his... his you did, you did. <laughs> if you rewind the show, so, you actually called him Terrence. I'm yeah. basically on that same level with Kevin. You know, I'm, I'm up there. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I, I think you're gonna have to find a lot of smaller guys, and it's gonna be all done on the the you know the dark web, and you gotta you know get on the tour and figure it out. Would you? I would pro- go ahead. Go, go no. Go ahead. One. My answer would be I would probably get the what's the word I'm looking for? I guess the misfits of the industry. So like myself and uh, Risty and uh, you know basically myself and Risty, yeah, right? Risk to be good. Risk, and then what we do is you, you'd get a guy like Micah Hurtlots where everybody's <laughs> going to be watching him because he's just – he's going to be in a three-piece suit wearing a leather satchel and some – he's going to have a vest with like a, a, a stop watching the vest. Everybody's going to be looking at him saying, all right, all right he's going to do something. They're going to be watching him. And then boom, Risty and I will just freaking blow out the whole uh, – uh, uh, Black market. <laughs> I, Juan, I, I sort of can en- envision you standing on a street corner in a trench coat and just sort of like, yeah. but naked. Like, you know. I'll open up the trench coat and flash you at the same time, and then cigars will be in the pockets of the trench coat. So, like, the, the, po- the police will never look at the cigars. They'll only never. look at the. They'll see on my hammer, my hooded hammer is what yeah. they'll be looking at. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Uh, Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you censored some other stuff in, earlier in the show. Kevin? We've we've only got three left. Here we go. Uh, this one comes from Jen Maximus. Um, he asks, if 2020 were a cigar, what kind would it be and why? Uh, let's go. We'll start with one. I'm gonna say it would be a Granny Smith apple flavored uh, uh, Philly uh, uh, Philly blunt. Okay, <laughs> I think the and the why is sort of obvious. Yeah, because it probably tastes like fucking garbage. <laughs> garbage, Kevin Kaithen. I'm gonna go the opposite route, right? So I think there was very good releases this year, and plug my own cigar. At the end of 2020, we released Cyber Crimes, so I would say that. So you you, you have faith in 2020 is what you're saying. For cigars, I do. Uh, I think, I if twenty twenty was, a, if, if you could turn twenty twenty into a cigar, what would it be? I know right. it's supposed to be go. crap, but I'm looking at the positive. All right, side. you're you're a, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go the positive. Uh, side. What is the optimist, right or pessimist? <laughs> Which one are you? I'm not optimist prime. No, no. Oh, I'm, I'm very impressed you even said that. By the way, uh, Jordan, what would you go with? I'd probably be like a a Gurkha Corona of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say it was a Candela because it just sucked. You know, it was oh, terrible. Yikes! Was yes. Terrible. All right, uh, this uh, next question comes from our good buddy, uh, Donovan Lazama. I hope I said that right. Um, If you could make a cigar to commemorate your life, what would you name it, and what would the blend be? And um, 
Wow, that is an amazing question. I guess I'll I'll start. I haven't thought about this question. Um, I would name it the um, the I would name it the uh, incredible stud, and it would nice. be it would be a uh, it would be a uh, it would be a, a solid robusto, mm-hmm. and it would be made from the the greatest habano leaf known to man. Called the uh, Incredible Stud. Jordan, what would you do? This this one's above my pay grade. I I, don't, I, I got nothing for you. What about a Lancero? You would be a Lancero. It'd be, it'd be called the Old Fashioned. Ah yes, yes. Be very. Because you guys know Jordan is like a seventy-two-year-old man in a. Right. Yeah. That's that's good. I don't know. That's about it. That's all, all right, I got Kevin. What would you uh, name name Just, this cigar? I just came out with it, but uh, if I had to come out with something different, this 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 is a, this has to like sig- signif- sig- uh, signify 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 your entire being, your entire life. What my would it be called? Being my entire life, man, that's a tough question. It like, is yeah, like, how do you like you know wrap that all into one? I don't know, like. Uh, the bald bellicoso? I don't know. No, 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 no. The bald bellicoso. Has <laughs> a shaggy foot. It would just be. I, I, don't, I think. I don't you know, know what the I reference is. It, there, it, it sounds funny. I would call it the Renaissance Man. Okay, Renaissance there we go. See, there we go. Yeah, Renaissance Man. And uh, what was the second part of that question? Or was there anything? And why? What would it be, what would it, what would it be like? What would it be like a? Uh, what so would it be, it'd be a, uh, medium full? Uh, where I like it. Uh, just you know. Maybe I'm going to go off and Juan's going to be surprised, but Mexican San Andreas, maybe, with uh, some little lighter in the filler in the binder. So kind of cream it out. Yes. Cream it, cream it out. <laughs> Can we get that? No. 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 <laughs> no. All right, Juan, how about you, brother? All right. I'm going to go for old school Churchill uh, size. I would put a shaggy foot on it and put a uh, pigtail at the end, right, <laughs> to commemorate my... This is his dream, to make my, a protocol with a shaggy foot. My 20 years of uh, policing, because I was always like a shaggy kind of dressed cop. I wasn't the best... I, You know, I was a great cop, but I wasn't always like, you know, squared away. I was, you know, whatever shaggy. <laughs> you know, rough around the edges, so I'd do the shaggy foot. Big Churchill with a pigtail, and the pigtail would be, of course, to commemorate me... The nickname, I would never do a cigar called The Pig, but that would kind of be my little play on it, the little pigtail <laughs> thing going on there. I would want to do a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, a Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro binder. Oof. In there, I'd put uh, some Lijero in there, definitely some Lijero, give it some really strong body. Make it a yeah. kick in the mouth fucking cigar. Sorry for saying that word, by the way. Figure out shape, right? I call it the disaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is what I am. I am a disaster, but people love uh, disasters in life. I think uh, to be a great cigar. I would say <laughs> at this point that cigar has to happen. Like that literally has mm-hmm. to happen. We got to find a way to make the that disaster. Happen. The Protocol disaster. Will never make the disaster. No. no, we would have to. <laughs> no, I, I do like the. Pig, uh, 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 the pig, the pig, what I said, the uh, shaggy foot, pigtail, pig yeah. be, but it won't be called a disaster. That may happen, but then we have no plans for it. But Can we please yeah. call it the disaster? No. <laughs> but it, it, it's so me, disaster. Yeah. Not disaster, yeah. like regular, we like the New Yorkers. Hey, you doing? It's a disaster over here. <laughs> I'm walking oh. over here. Yeah. All right, last question, and then we'll pick right. our winners. Uh, this one comes from CSM. 
when did you screw up everything in your life, or when did you screw up everything <laughs> and Ooh. nobody found out that it was you? Hmm. All right, so we'll, me and Jordan will go first. We'll let you guys finish. Um, Jordan, is there a, a situation in your life that you made some sort of horrible mistake or did something wrong and, and nobody, knew, nobody it you. knew it was you? No. No? Oh, come on. No. Come on. It's never happened. So every, anytime you screwed up, everybody knew. That, uh, I don't think, you know, or just never screwed up. All right. Well, I, I, I have a story that kind of fits, I think. I don't know. Um, when I was in fifth grade, me and my buddy, Mike, we started, uh, we started like trying to outdo each other. Like I ripped off a corner of a an page of an encyclopedia. You know, you get the encyclopedias at your school. I ripped off like a little, <laughs> a little corner of it. And then Mike, he, he ripped off like a little bigger of, of a corner. And then, and then I ripped off, like we're trying to outdo each other, you know, like just, this will be funny. And like eventually we were just tearing out full pages of the encyclopedia to try to uh, outdo each other. And then there was some girl, she was like, what are you guys doing? And so then we got called to the principal's office. So in, in a sense, I got caught. But wait till you hear this part. Wait till you hear this part. So we get called to the principal's office. And the principal was like, was like oh, man, you guys are in big big trouble for tearing apart all the school property like we had like destroyed like three encyclopedias and for some reason in our minds i don't know why to this day we did this but we felt like if there was somebody else doing it with us maybe and we and we implicated them maybe they would go easier on us like spread the blame out sort of a thing mm. right and so we just thought off the top of our head there was like this new kid it was like his first day in class oh. and we were like yeah Todd. <laughs> Todd. Todd was doing it too. <laughs> Todd was doing it too. He was with us and he was doing it too. And right then the principal got on the intercom. He's like, Mrs. Hill, send up Todd. <laughs> send Todd to the principal's office. And so like Todd comes up and then we're like, oh crap. Like we didn't expect that to happen. Like we didn't expect that like he was gonna bring him into the office, like right with us. Like obviously. We're really busted now because not only did we tear up school property, we implicated some poor kid who had no clue that we were doing this. So Todd comes up to the principal's office. He sits next to us. And I remember the principal was like, Todd, why did, did, you, did you do this with them? Were you tearing up encyclopedias? And Todd was like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're like, holy crap. <laughs> like, Todd's just saying, Todd had nothing to do with it. Like, this kid was a baller. Like, he knew, like, he could get in with the cool kids if he just accepted blame for something he had nothing to do with. I still, to this day. Like, prison I, rules. He, I don't. He, know, he knew the game. I don't know why he he actually implicated himself. Or he, he accepted blame for our implication. And did you guys, like, take him in? He, he was part of the gang from then on? So, like, so this story gets Classic time. The story gets worse. So, the principal says, all right, here's what you guys got to do. You got to. Go home and you got to tell your parents what you did, and you have to have them send a letter back explaining to them, you know, explaining to me that they've told you what they did and that you're sorry and all this sort of stuff. So I went home, and I said, "Mom, I have to, I have to write this letter that I tore up all these encyclopedias, but I really didn't do it. I didn't do it." So my mom <laughs> writes this like blistering letter. She writes this blistering letter back against the principal, like, "How could you dare?" implicate my son in such a horrific crime i'm gonna come down to the school and kick all of your asses and so like i i have to bring the letter back to the principal <laughs> and i bring the letter back to the principal 
And like some time passed, and like he was like, Eric, I need to talk to you about your letter from your mom. <laughs> but like, like some time passed, and like he forgot, and nothing ever happened. And so like I skated for the whole entire thing. Like <laughs> I literally got out of the in, the entire thing just by letting some time pass. Anyways, but I finally, Todd, he really got it. I finally got this Whew. story off my chest. It's been <laughs> you know practically fifty years almost. Todd, if you're I've out had there. this. Wow. I've had this inside. Todd, Todd, I'm uh, really sorry. <laughs> that I did that to you. And I, I have pro- a toast to Todd, wherever you're at. Toast yeah. to Todd. Is, there we go. Todd still, still around? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. All right, uh, boys. He's in prison. Have you guys Actually. ever done something in your life really horrible and got away with it? I wouldn't say it was really horrible, but my school, and if we're going back to that, and Eric, you helped me on this story, but uh, they had a rule that guys could not wear shorts until uh, <laughs> it was May 1st. I don't know why you're laughing. Do you know the story? <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> it's, great. it's funny right it's after great start. It's funny right, right. after start. So, so I decide that I'm going to get my girlfriend to give me one of her skirts and I'm going to wear it to school to make a point. So my brother decides, well, I'm just going to wear shorts, right? So what's worse, a guy in a skirt or a guy in a shorts, right? Just trying to buck the system. So I show up into school and I'm wearing a skirt. Well, I get pictures taken with everybody in my homeroom, all the teachers. And my mom was a teacher in the school district, so she saw all of it. And they all laughed it off and said, all right, you guys got to change back or whatever. So my brother shows up in shorts, and uh, he didn't skate. He had in-school suspension for a week. (laughs) Yeah! So the skirt (laughs) paid off. The skirt paid off. I had pictures with all the homeroom teach, all the all the teachers. The, you know, the homeroom teachers are the teachers. But yeah, I had uh, pictures with funny. all of them. You, I still you, have those pictures to this day. Uh, you were the you were the today. talk of the town, and your and your brother who. Oh, my brother got in school suspension because he wore shorts, and what I had a to go to the office. <laughs> and they were like, "You wore a skirt," and they just laughed at me. And they were like, "All right, good try, but not happening." Put your jeans back on, and you're all good to go to school. They're <laughs> sitting in school suspension for a week. That's that's pretty genius. I gotta say, Kevin. I gotta say that's. I love it. That's pretty genius. I, uh, all right, all right, Juan. What about you, man? All right. So since I had the the uh, I was the last to answer, I got a chance to like really go back into my memories and pick something that I think would be very fitting here. So I'm gonna tell a cop story. So Ooh. I am working. At the bus terminal in Manhattan, Port Authority bus terminal. I could say this now because, you know, I'll be tired. They can't do nothing to me. It's already two years gone. And I was a different kind of cop. Like, to me, you know, don't get me wrong. I want to stop criminals. and I'm, I'm looking for the bad guy. You know, the average Joe that had a bad day, I don't want to fuck with them, right? Hey. So I get a call. I'm sorry, I can't say. Yeah, I don't want to mess with them, right? Uh, so I get we get a call the uh, Bearwise, uh, sector, something, whatever. There's a disturbance in the front gate. So I walk over to the disturbance. They didn't give no details of what the disturbance was. Just there was a disturbance going on. So I walk and I get there and I'm by myself and I see this guy. He is obliterated, like drunk out of his mind. And I'm like, dude, you are not getting in here. I need you to get the hell out of here. I don't want you to see you're not coming into this terminal. I don't care if you got to go home and take a train, go get coffee, get the hell out of here and just, just. All right, he goes, okay, all right, officer. And he starts walking away. I'm like, all right, I'll be advised. There's no disturbance. Everything's peaceful. And I marked it, whatever. I walked away. I saw him walk down the street. I'm like, all right, this guy's gone. Uh, 30 minutes later, 
we start getting different calls about multiple disturbances happening inside the terminal. One of them was a janitor uh, was mopping the floor and he was on his phone and somebody took a, the mop out of the mop bucket and slapped it the back of the guy's neck. Boom. Guy's covered in water, but nobody sees who he's at. Another guy's, uh, uh, there's another uh, call of a disturbance by a bakery that they had, you know, a bakery rack. Somebody just came by and swiped it off. Well, there's donuts all over the place. It's a big disaster. And then finally, the guy goes into a bar up there and he walks into the bar and he stumbles and he just takes out like the maitre d's booth there and he's a disaster. Now everybody goes to this guy to get him. They lock him up for public intoxication. I'm like, they're like, how the hell did this guy get in here? Like, and I was like, I don't know. I never, I never, I don't know. I get that. I'm like, I don't know. I never seen this guy. I was praying that the guy wouldn't have said, "Hey, you saw me in the front." And I would have been like, "Nah, nah, nah, not me, not me." But that that guy caused a disaster in the place for that day, and then nobody knew that I could have probably ended it by taking some sort of real police action. But I did. So the guy just, and I, the the person I felt the worst for. Was the was poor Miguel the, the and I'm not saying but it was his name Miguel the the cleaner he's mopping the dirty floor and his thing of dirty mop water the guy and I, I thought it was kind of funny too don't get me wrong he takes the mop and isn't he, he just wet and just sort of whap slaps the guy in the face with the dirty mop covered in dirty mop water from New York City streets it's terrible oh. I felt bad about that one. Ah man that's that is a classic uh, yes. we will we'll definitely remember that one. Um, all right, boys, so you've had 20 questions, and I'll give you a little bit of time to think about... Do you guys want me to pick our winner first, or you want to pick yeah, your you winner pick your, first? And then we're uh, guests, so you go first. You're the host. All right, so uh, the winner of the best question, um, and we will send you the new uh, Dojo Rocks class, plus a new Dojo Challenge coin, plus a eight-pack sampler of Drew Estate cigars, I think has to go to... Um, the CSM for that final question, when did you screw everything up and nobody ever noticed? Because I think those were the most interesting, uh, that was some of the most interesting answers that we got. So congratulations to the CSM. You are the dojo uh, winner of tonight's Ask Me Anything. But there's going to be another winner uh, sponsored by the Protocol Boys here. What's uh, your favorite question besides the one that I've already picked? All right, we're ready. So we've discussed it amongst the judges, and the guy that asked the question about if you could save one person in the industry, end of the world, and you put somebody in a rocket ship and go somewhere where I picked Matt Booth and he picked oh, yeah. who, would, who would you save and what who would cigar, you save yeah. and what cigar? Who would pick that? That's the one I want to win. Yeah. Okay, so that I believe is it, David Wolf. If the world were to end soon, as we know it. Who would you save in the cigar industry and what that's cigars? It. That's it. That's a question. Wolf. Yep, that's David a question. Wolf. All right, yep. so that's, that's the, the protocol winner. So congratulations to David congratulations, Wolf. Congratulations, David Wolf. I will get you his um, address and mm -hmm. whatnot. He's the wolf god on the Dojoverse, by the way. Okay. Congratulations. Hey, boys, uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time on Friday night. Um, Join us on Smoke Night Live. So before we go, I just want to say again, yeah. just kind of like, we, we again, this is the uh, – we'll talk about this one first. Paddy Wagon, it is a uh, – Caravan Cigar Company exclusive, Mexican San Andreas, delicious. And then this one coming out Saturday, January 23rd. It's going to be from a shop called Vintage Cigar Shop in Rhode Island. And everybody that gets one of these are going to get a free uh, Elliott Ness Natural and Elliott Maduro. So $25 value with the purchase of this. 
And I think we only have like 200 bundles with the initial run. So hopefully those sell out. And again, try this. The uh, Protocol Cybercrimes, very delicious. A lot of you guys got it already. The pre-release ones that came with the La Zona Palooza package. But now the full dress box is out. And in the next, hopefully in the next month, we'll and, get the and, actual. And, and just so everybody knows, the full dress boxes, Juan and I are sold out. So whatever's on the market, it's on the market. Right. And Whoever has them. So like yeah, Abe so from Smokin has it. will be a little bit of time uh, before those Famous, I believe, has it. A few other places have it. You know, yeah. so Brian from uh, a Caravan yeah, Cigar uh, Company D. has it. Deep yeah. Pittman. So, so go try. online, go check it out. But You'll love those, it. Those cigars it's are not going to be back in stock for a little bit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awesome. Phenomenal. Great well, we, we look forward to all of those releases coming up. Uh, thanks to uh, Juan and Kevin for being on the show. Thank you, Jordan, for your producing efforts. I said some things. You said some stuff. <laughs> and uh, thanks to our studio audience, Matt, Scott. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us on a Friday night. It's Hey, it's Friday Night Herf, but uh, Wednesday, tune in to Flavor Odyssey, 9 p.m. Eastern, because it's the final episode of Season 2. It's another wild card episode, and I believe that Robbie and Randy are still narrowing down. There's two uh, wild card Really cool wild card ideas. I'm not sure which one they're going to pick. Both of them are, are fun. Is Luke Skywalker showing up on that one? He might. Luke Skywalker oh, might nice. show up on that I'm one. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, of course, next week, next uh, Friday night, Smoke Night Live will be the uh, Cigar of the Year announcement, the biggest show of the year for us. Oh! So uh, make sure to tune in for that. It'll be a good time. But then tonight on the Dojoverse, just uh, check in. Check in with what you're smoking. Maybe it's. I saw a lot of protocols being smoked before the show. There we want to know what you're smoking. All get, kinds of protocols. Get in and check in so you can get those protocol coins. All right. Uh, Got to check in. Amazing. Hey, hey, hey you should explain how that coin Juan, system check, works, Juan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Explain the coin situation to folks. All right. Folks. So um, the coins. You want to explain? I'll actually get the coins and show them. I could run and get them. You guys oh, want to yeah. see them? Or no? Yeah. Yes. Let's right, go. Let's do it. All right. You, you so go, Juan. Go, 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 go. The more you get, but it goes based on the timeline of protocol. So, Juan's uh, wrecking the room. Uh, but no, so guys, uh, you check into protocol in Dojoverse. What Juan did was created uh, challenge coins. It was really cool. So, we did it a timeline of the company. So, you start out, you know, you post, you know, a couple of protocol. Now you get a badge, you get the protocol blue uh, challenge coin. Then you can work your way up and you get the red. And then you get the gold, which is the Themis. And then you can get the silver, which is the official misconduct. And I think that coin looks the best. It's it's unreal. And then the last one that we've done is uh, it's a lot harder to get because you got to post a lot. But it's going to be the green for the cyber crimes unit. So then you have the full set of the challenge coins with protocol. Uh, Juan came up with that idea, and we work with a guy locally. He's no, you have the coins. All right, so he's gonna come in with the coins now, Kevin. You, you don't, as you, Kevin, you don't have to. Hold on, hold on. You don't have to check into cybercrimes to get the cybercrimes coin. You just, as long as you're checking into protocol cigars. So what happens is they're levels, right? So from level one, what happens is if you guys have noticed, anybody that goes above level. 11 the badge changes from blue to red so once you've completed the blue badges that's level one to ten i already explained that all right so, so you got that so i just want to show them yeah to just you. that's the yeah. blue so those are the levels you go up but you can smoke any protocol yeah, it doesn't and the matter more protocols that you smoke you're going to go up in levels and then you're going to be able to get the different colors so this is the order that they're in the blue the red and the order that we came out in the market with oh, coins down Nice. Oh, that's sexy. Old. Yeah, it's really nice. 
I really like the silver. Oh yeah. I wish I had some of those. <laughs> They're on their way. Post on the dojo verse. So, that's the green. And then the, green. the back you is. You know how many people asked us? The back is the best. Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's very it's cool. One cup. So there what was... would be the uh, cyber crimes unit? That's probably like a hundred cigars. I don't know. You tell that's that. That would be level forty-nine to fifty. Once you oh. come to level fifty, you get the green one. That's that's and then what we're doing once you've collected i'm gonna make a prediction i think alberna is gonna be the first one to do this but once you've collected all five coins you're gonna get something very special from us uh we haven't decided what it is but we're working on it i don't want to spoil it but it's gonna be something it's gonna be cigar related uh five cigars uh, just the sickest thing you've ever seen so it's gonna be pretty awesome Ooh. all right and folks alberna is the first person has got the the Oh, they're kind of breaking up there. All right, boys. Well, uh, appreciate the uh, protocol, boys, for doing all are that. We That's, are we done? Yeah, you know, no, no, oh, yeah. You kind of kind of broke up there, Juan, at the end there. But Al uh, Burner's going to be the first one you said, and then like Joey G. I, who is that? Joey G. He's got a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, Joey G's got a lot too. All right, boys. Thank you guys so much for being on Smoking Out Live tonight. Thank you. It, Thank you, Eric. I miss you. I want to see you again, and hopefully 2021, I want to see you more than once. Cheers, God boys. Bless. All right, everybody. We'll see you on the Dojo Verse tonight. Start checking into your protocol cigars. Remember, you can only check in when you're smoking the cigar, right? That's the whole point. Like, you smoke the cigar, you check in. So as soon as the show ends, I'm checking into my Sir Robert Peel. As soon as the show ends, I'll take a picture of it. I'll check in. I'll post. I'll get my points for that. And eventually... I'm going to earn these uh, coins as well. Jordan, uh, another great Smoke Night Live. Thank you so much for the rest of you. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. All right, we'll see you guys on the Dojoverse. Is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.